Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast, where your stories are heard. I'm your host, Angel of Words. And before we get started, don't forget to punch that like button, subscribe, follow us on all podcast platforms, follow us on our website, and grab the merch at www.aowent.com. You could also leave a donation via Cash App at uh, AOWNYC. Now, on deck... On the Angel of Words podcast, we have a project manager who works in construction, and her name is the Haitian sensation, Christina Lapierre. La- Miss Lapierre, thank you for joining us today here on the Angel of Words podcast. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. Happy to be here. Oh my God, Christina, you are a unicorn. It's been a theme this year, this season on the Angel of Words podcast. You know, there's less than 10 or roughly 10% of women that are working in construction. How did you land in that field? We need to know this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so I grew up around it. My my father was a kind of jack of all trades, um, doing a lot of things around the house, built an addition that I was very like hands-on with and always wanting to help him, wanting to learn. And I always kind of knew that I wanted to be in this realm of the of the business. I thought I wanted to be an architect actually. So early on, I decided that I would go to school for architecture. I did about a year and a half of that and I kind of was like, mm, no, I don't really like the designy thing. I'm more of a hands-on person. I like to see things get built and I changed my major. To oh, construction wow. management. Was that devastating to your parents? No, because, I mean, they they always had good faith in yeah. my tenacity to kind of do do what I need to do. Um, I put myself through college. It, you know, they yeah. it was kind of one of those things. So um, it was, uh, are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it, 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 it worked out. So uh, it, I'm happy about it. But, um, you know, I lost time, obviously, with college. I had to stay longer. But... You know, I changed my major. I did well. I graduated and, you know, I I moved to New York and that was kind of a uh, one of those things that, you know, I took a chance. So where'd you move to New York from? Boston. Oh, my Boston God. Originally. You know, it's literally the most racist city in the world. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. What was that like? man? I was in a school. So, God. OK, speaking about 10 percent of women in yeah. construction, my class was 99% white male. So not only was I like one of the few women in the class, yeah. but I was one of the few black women in the class. Yeah. So that that was a pressure on its own obviously to yeah. to excel and do my best. But um still now to this day, you know, I am one of the black women in construction. Like yeah. I don't see a lot of my sisters out there with me. Yeah. I see a few and when yeah. I do, we we have those moments like, yeah. you know, power to you, girl. <laughs> yeah. But in general, it is a very male-dominated industry. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel like I have stepped into the shoes of a male-dominated industry. And I've, I've fulfilled it pretty well so far. So, um, you know, happy to be in construction, happy to talk about it. I love it. Every I come home and think of construction. I go to sleep think of construction. So also, you're passionate about it. Of course, absolutely. I, my friends that I you know talk to a lot, they're into construction too. And you know, hopefully, I'll get into development and start flipping houses. And like one of your past interviewees, and yeah, I I, I want to do a lot in it. So. 
Now, Christina, I mean, you know, being around, you know, all those males and, you know, coming up in that, you know, that male dominated situation doesn't impact your femininity at all. Um, I was a tomboy growing up, okay. so <laughs> I feel like I don't I do have femininity, but I don't have that much to begin with. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, when I when I want to go into that mode, I can. Yeah. But um, I feel like I've always had kind of a rough edgy type of demeanor anyways um okay. i'm not soft-spoken uh mm. so yeah i mean i've never had problems with that i mean my mom's like oh did how did you do your hair like <laughs> and i'm like mom i'm going to a construction office like i don't care about my hair when i'm going to work but it you know it's things like that like i do bring a certain aspect of femininity to it but for the most part like when i go to the field i'm in work pants boots and you know, work work gear. So it's not like I can be that uber feminine anyway. So it's not one of those things that you expect to. You know, when you go, you know people expect people to get all dolled up before they yeah, go to work. Yeah, yeah, not me. Yeah. Not I do when I'm in the office. Yeah. I do tend to do that, but sometimes when I feel like it. But most of the time, I just want to get the work done. Yeah. I'm sitting at a desk. I'm doing a lot of paperwork, and when I get to be in the field, I'm rugged. So. Now, Christina, you know, as a project manager, I would imagine that you're um, you're uh, collaborating with engineers, with architects, with people on the front lines. Uh, who's the most annoying? <laughs> architects, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, with with my job, my main primary focus is working with architects, engineers, the owners um, on a day to day basis. I mean, the architect is. Uh, one of the people that I have to communicate with very frequently. Um, usually in my business, I have would have an APM, someone under me doing a lot of paperwork. I had one. I had to let him go, unfortunately. But um, So I'm stepping up into those shoes right now and doing a lot of the paperwork. So with that, I have to talk to the architect a lot, go back and forth with those things. And oh, it man. is tedious. But <laughs> when I do get a break from that, I get to go to the field and yeah. be a part of. What's the, the source fun. of the annoyance with the architect? You know, <laughs> I mean, they want stuff done a certain way. Yeah. Sometimes it can't be done that way. Yeah. And, you know, for price purposes or it's just not available. Design. It's usually design. a design okay. thing okay. with when it comes to architects, it's design. Okay. Their primary focus is whatever they envisioned. They mm -hmm. want to see it in the building. Yeah. Come to fruition. Exactly. And sometimes those things just can't be done. Okay. And sometimes we don't include them like with with our kind of work. You, we bid a job. We say the job costs this much. And we bid it on a certain set of parameters. Yeah. And you're sending out those bids, right? You're actually pro making those proposals. Yes, yes. We, we, we are GC. So the company I work for, we're GCs and we're developers. So we okay. develop our own properties and we also work for other people to build properties. And um, usually affordable housing. That's our main focus. And um, usually what we do is we work with subcontractors, electricians, plumbers. We don't do any of the work ourselves. Okay, so that's what subcontractors are, people that go in and do the, I would say, the meticulous detailing of the way a building operates. No, they're not that no? meticulous, and that's where I come from. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got to make sure they're meticulous. <laughs> I'm a hand holder, okay? I'm oh, a glorified man. babysitter. I have to chase people every day for what they need to complete. And um, I have supers in the job that run the day-to-day -day field activities, Yeah, and they really do the leg work but i have to be behind scenes making sure that the paperwork is done 
and that these guys are still doing what they need to do. And it's, it's, it's a tedious job, but it's very rewarding. And I've learned a lot since I've started it. So it's, it's amazing. Wow. That sounds nuts. (laughs) It is. It is. It's a, it's, I talked to my electrician yesterday, maybe 10 times. Wow. (laughs) 10 times about everything from permits to intercoms to it, it, 10 different times we yeah. had 10 different conversations so it's it's one of those things like you you can have those relationships with certain subs where you're always on the phone with them you're always talking to them you see them in the field and you're always kind of making sh- sure that they're on point with what they're doing what they ha- what they have to do because there's schedules there's budgets and i have to maintain those and i have to keep within those parameters so but yeah, that's architects are the most annoying though because at the end of the day, if they don't get something they want, they're gonna make your life a living hell no matter what. And wow, and these are all men you're shouting orders at, man. How do they feel when they got a female yelling at them? Not that many dudes. I, I don't mind women yelling at me. You know what I mean? I have four, you know three sisters, a mom, mad female cousins. Like I'm used to that. I don't like men barking orders at me. I mean, yeah, no. Listen, it's. It's empowering to to be able yeah. to to own who I am and to be able to do the job that I do. Um, I feel like I am respected by my peers. Um, I feel like they will yell back at me. They're not afraid to yell back at me. Yeah. I've gotten into yelling matches tons of times. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you know, it's it's good to be able to to feel like you're on the same level playing field with someone so you know they respect me and after they have maybe yelled at me or we've had our you know disagreements they'll come back and they'll forgive them you know apologize and whatever so it's it's one of those things but uh, i don't think anybody's been like you know you're a woman don't talk to me that way no one's ever said anything like that to me but um you know, well, I'm that's sh- encouraging, you know, for yeah, any female absolutely. that wants to get in that business that, you know, that never even thought about a career that, in, in that in path. That, and, yeah. you know, you know, it's good to know that you, you're treating each other as human beings. We are. Yeah. yeah. And I feel that there are always going to be those individuals that are, you know, not the best people on earth, but <laughs> we can't control that. And we as women, I think we just have to work and we have been, we've been always a strong circle of people, but we have to work to to keep our emotions at bay. And that's a, a challenge for a woman like myself, because I am an emotional person. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time. Are you a cancer? I'm a Pisces. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, and we are very. <laughs> so sometimes there are moments where I'm just like, oh, I want to just fucking. <laughs> You know, bang someone's head against the wall. I want to yell. I want to do. And, you know, we got to kind of put those emotions down to get the job done. And I've I've had to do that many times. And And what do you find the fortitude? The fact that you don't want to lose your job? I mean, the fact that I care enough that I have to do that because it's like this is something that's not just a job for me. You know, it's it's my career. It's my livelihood. It's what I've always wanted to do. So. I know that in some aspect, I I have to control whatever kind of emotions I may have because at the end of the day, this is my life I'm talking about. Like I want to continue with this business. I don't want people to know me as 
something <laughs> different than what I am. Yeah. So for me, I'm always gonna keep my emotions in check and gotcha. you. you know you don't want to ruin your brand. If you I, exactly my brand. I am exactly I'm a brand and. I want people to know me for what the, the work I can accomplish. So. Got you. Now, you also got to deal with building codes and yeah. legal stuff and safety, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. God, like, how tedious is that? And, you know, like, Very. how to the letter do you have to be, honestly? because Especially now with the pandemic. How has that affected this whole situation? The pandemic was a hurdle for sure and still is. I mean, um, we... We're lucky, and in in, as far as my con company and as a construction company, we were lucky because we do uh, build affordable housing, and that was an essential, we were considered essential workers. Whereas other developers and GCs who build like luxury housing, that's like. And GCs were general contractor? General contractor. Okay. So other GCs um, that just do like mostly um, high end residential, their job sites got closed for more than probably weeks and months. I don't know the real ramifications, but a lot of jobs got shut down. And that's a lot of money. There's <laughs> a lot of overhead. And your permits all are on a set time. You have 24 months. You have, you know, two years to, to do this work. And now you have COVID slowing down your job and slowing down materials, slowing down everything in reality. And it it was a hassle, and we had to take certain um, um, extra precautions, um, extra hand sanitizer, everything. Just whatever you see out there that they were saying we had to implement in the field. And you're on the front lines making sure that all this stuff is getting delivered, I would imagine. Well, I have. I So at, at the time, at early COVID, I had an assistant. Um, and, I mean, their job is to mostly help aid me in whatever I need to get done. And the guys on the field are really taking the um, initiative to organize, like making sure the toilets are there, making sure they're clean, making sure, you know, they're supposed to do that. It's That's the field, field expenses, field equipment, field things. <laughs> so Which all gets budgeted in. And it all gets budgeted in and all has to be maintained by me. So I, I sign the invoices at the end of the day. I make sure that they come in. I okay them to get paid, like... God, that's a ton of invoices, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. Luckily, we we use we utilize project management software that allows us to do all of this stuff yeah. kind of on the computer, and it's very helpful keeping everything together. But um, um, but yeah, no. Um, in general, it's just it was a lot of extra precautions to take, um, more than you normally would. Safety is a number one precaution that it's it's a. It's the Bible when it comes to construction sites. Safety is the number one priority. Like, even before COVID, safety is the number one priority. After COVID, it just made it extra, you know, wow. extra precautions. So. And on those legal construction sites, because I know there's some illegal construction sites going uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <absolutely. Yeah. laughs> but on the, you know, the legal ones that are being ran the right, the right way, like... As everybody insured, I guess everybody has to be insured in some Absolutely. way, shape, or form, right? Absolutely. Um, at my company, we have a compliance department that just goes mm. over insurance, goes gotcha. over safety, goes over. Everybody has their OSHA cards. Everybody has workman's comp and all those things. Yes, we absolutely check that to to the T. You know, and it. You know, we get sued. <laughs> People get injured. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. happens, and it's construction. Yeah. It's and it's something that. You know, that's why you prepare and you have people with insurance on your sites. Because when you don't, 
all the liability goes on your shoulders as a as a GC. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things that has to be has to be done if wow. you want to get your ass to be covered. <laughs> yeah, no, you got you know you got You got to make sure that's you know that's happening now. Uh, you know, the, you guys are running the the proper standards for everybody now. Christina, man, you know you you're making these bids and you're writing proposals, right? Now, how does a bid work, man? Let's say I own the construction company, you know, because I hear a lot of these things like you know, uh, people are paying people under the table mm-hmm. to take a bid that they're not supposed to be taking, There's a lot of that. and like, do people like people bid right? And these are secret bids sometimes or are they public bids it depends it depends on the project um a lot of the projects we do at my company or um people that we've worked with in the past different developers we worked with in the past so we have that relationship we can you know say well how much do you the job needs to be okay you want it to be a 30 million dollar project let's we'll do the budget we'll figure it out and you know it's usually a contract deal like that some some projects are bid projects where you have to um, mail in a private bid. It has to be, you know, done at a certain time. If you don't mail it in by three o'clock on that day, your bid gets thrown out. Like th- there's there's bids like that. We don't normally do. We do so, do some of that, but um, the owner of my company likes to to work with people he's worked with before. And he's been very, you know, affluent in doing that, uh, mending and keeping those relationships and working with people he's worked with before. So um, but when we do go out to bid, you know, there could be 10, 20 bidders um, and they all have to put together a price. And we don't know what the other guy bid until the day they open the bid. And when they open it, they, you know, they list it all together. And usually they look at the lowest guy. And sometimes the lowest guy isn't the best guy. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's what I would imagine. Like, you could really undercut somebody, but, you know, you get what you pay for sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Especially in construction. It happens all the time. Bidders go in super low to get the job. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, they're calling us or someone else. So that happens, like, really? So that happens where, like, somebody, you know, they'll take a, a bidder and then they're trash. It, you know, for lack of a better they, word, they, they miss they miss something in the bid, or they like under they could just severely underbid it, so they don't they yeah. don't have the money to man the job. Anything it could be anything, yeah. and that happens sometimes. Does it happen a lot with with government bids? Have you ever done any government bids? Um, we and any of the places you've worked at, I have done government bids. We never got the jobs, and it's because we bid higher than some of the other, you know, bidders. But we've heard the stories, you know. We didn't necessarily get called to help, sorry, but we heard the story of the struggle, of what's happening, of, you know, and that happens a lot. We actually did a project in um, Sugar Hill, and that was a project where they had maybe three GCs before us, three Different GCs that couldn't that is do the job. So three people have tried and failed, and, and they had, we to, come had to come in, in with the real deal. Holy and field! Finished building the project. Oh my that, god! It was before my time at the company, but that it must was, be such a waste of money. It was, and it was a very expensive project to build, and there was a, a lot of trauma with that project. But <laughs> even at the by the trauma. time by the time I got to the company, we were still doing work for the project, like still doing the paperwork because the paperwork doesn't end the moment the project's done it's like it goes past that so you know it's it's 
it's one of those things that sometimes you do something and you're like damn i should have just probably never did that project because yeah. we're still kind of going through it but um at the end of the day it worked out it was a very impressive project um i won't say which one it was but it was in the papers it was a very famous architect that that designed it so um it was good to have on our you know roster of, yeah on of your resume jobs yeah, that we exactly, did so yeah at the end of the day but um yeah there's there's a lot of legal ramifications with being in construction it's 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 a big business. That's why there's you, you hear on the news all the time. Even like sometimes when you switch on to the Spanish station, they're like talking about if you need a if you need a, a lawyer for construction industry uh, accidents. Like you hear it. On yeah, the, no, all day, every all day, day, man. Celino and Barnes, yeah. you know, you must hate them, you know. So it, it, they're doing their job because listen, people get injured, and yeah. you, someone has to advocate for them. That goes without saying, but. There are paper chases out there that are looking for just yeah. money, and it happens. But that's why you protect yourself and you have insured people on your job site at all times. And you got to weed those people out, right? You ever look for people like, oh, this guy is sus, right? Well, <laughs> oh, this lady's sus, right? We do. It's it's a good thing to have people checking safety at all times because when you see someone that's acting a certain way and not being safe, you constantly have to tell them, put your hard hat on or yeah. wear a harness or do whatever. There's something up with this person. They're, like, for me, they're looking for something that, because it's simple, yeah. protect yourself. If you don't want to be injured, protect yourself. And sometimes you got to remind people about, about that. And for me, I'm like, I go to the the site with my hard hat on every time. Like, I am not getting injured. Wow. <laughs> I need to be here <laughs> to work. So, <laughs> yeah. No, you know, and I'm going to be honest, you know, that's a lot of the reason why, you know, doing a lot, you know, doing some reading that... A lot of private companies don't want government being involved in infrastructure and construction projects. And, you know, Biden wants to pass a two point nine trillion dollar infrastructure package. But nobody has faith in government to handle big money like that because they always try to look, you know, historically they've looked for the cheaper route and you know when you got a would you just telling me that people you know you did a project that three people failed at and then they had to bring the big guns in you're just wasting more tax money well luckily that 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 was a private yeah project but since it is affordable housing yes there is governmental agencies involved so yeah. i would imagine yes, right? yeah. yes there are governmental agencies involved there's funding that comes from governmental agencies to build affordable housing so there is a strict kind of overview process when it comes to that they have their own project managers someone like me who's like checking our budgets checking our what we're charging for you know overseeing really the construction project in a, in a whole to make sure that you know, the GZ is not trying to take advantage of the owner or vice versa because it, there's a lot of corruption that can be had in construction. Have you ever Absolutely. seen some? I've never seen some firsthand, like yeah. with, with my eyes. Have you ever heard the whispers? There's you know? whispers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody whispers about Tell that us about stuff. the whispers. Everybody you know? whispers about that. <laughs> we love that the stuff. whispers. No, you know, there's always certain people that you see that they, they benefit for certain things that happen on the job sites. You know, it might be material, you know, it might be, you know, things like that. You see it. You see it on, on jobs, you know, but. It's and what's the cost? I mean, let, let's be honest, though, like using cheaper materials, Christina, what happens since you're in this field? Like why that's not a good idea? Well, 
to be honest, it's when you work in my industry where you have governmental funding, you have we can't skimp out. There's no real way to to do that because we have to submit what we're going to use. So, for instance, if I want to use regular white tile, but the the architect wants freaking Carrera marble tile, I can't just go put white tile on the job. They want to see a sample of the Carrera white tile. They want to see that you ordered the Carrera white tile. Yeah, from, they want proof. You know, they want proof. So you don't really get to circumvent and use cheaper materials. Like people try to sneak stuff, use stuff that they're not supposed to, and that's our job to make sure that they're using what they're. You know, the guys on the field are supposed to be checking, make sure that the material that they say they're supposed to use is the material that they're using. On private, like low type of construction when someone buys something they just want to build it themselves they don't have anybody really watching them they could put the cheapest of the cheap you know and they still have to follow the rules and regulations because they'll never get a, a a certificate of occupancy if they can't pass a building inspection but people people do cheap out on materials and at the end of the day materials cheap materials are always gonna give out sooner than than be- better materials. That that's with anything. If you buy a cheap watch, it's gonna it's gonna yeah, <laughs> break soon. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sooner or later. You know, <laughs> you know? Any, with anything. <laughs> so it, that's that's a common that's a common thing. You know. God, that's so must be so much. You got to be so meticulous. And that's so tedious, man. Dude, yeah. every aspect, and I'm talking about like just talking about building inspections. Like every little thing is is something that needs to be looked at. So from from making sure you do all the fireproofing fire stopping making sure that you're building the walls this the right way so that it's code for sound transmission and for fire protection there's for sound transmission yeah so that when you knock on a wall you don't hear your neighbor like <laughs> really? there's things even to that i don't i don't know man yeah so <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of aspects and certain ways to do things like you know how finishes are applied they all matter in the grand scheme of things and people are looking for those things and if they you don't do it right they tell you okay well your inspection failed and you have to do a reinspection and every time you gotta make it right before you can go to the next level so for instance like i can't get to the next level of putting my jib board up until we pass all those insulation and fire stopping inspections So I'm held up on a certain aspect of I can't move forward and start doing like finishes, plastering, anything without those inspections going off first. So, oh, man, get it right the first time for real. That's the goal is to get it right. And and is it, you know, because I hear a lot of, you know, I don't obviously I don't know much about this business. That's why you're here. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, (laughs) you know, I hear that um, people like uh, they try to like gaze that in some way and pay people off and things of that nature inspectors and things like that oh yeah there's absolutely people that do that yeah wow i mean we don't (laughs) yeah (laughs) we have to do everything by the book so it's like i wouldn't know that aspect of uh how they get by with that because at the end of the day you just it's your investment like say if i'm i'm the builder i'm the person buying the property and it's going to be my development and i'm going to rent these units out I want my tenants, my future tenants, to be safe. I want to make sure that I built this building to the best standards, to, to all the standards, correctly, so that there's no fire because of an electrical 
you know malfunction conduit running yeah. the wrong whatever it could be <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like you gotta you gotta do the right steps I think that's business. why you need women in construction because they care. Because we care, <laughs> and we, we, you know, <laughs> it's that maternal instinct that <laughs> a man wanna, will we never have. Make sure you know? everybody's safe, everybody's <laughs> you <know>? good, <laughs> absolutely. Oh man, that's crazy! Not just about the bottom line. At the end of the day, we want to make sure that it's something that lasts for the to, you know test of time. So, well, man, it, you know, there's one. Okay, so the 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 it's 10% of women in construction, right? But in the entire workforce in the country, it's 1.5% unicorn on deck. How did it make you feel when you hear a stat like that? Like, that's, yo, that like I made in a business very, nobody does. That's a very impressive stat, especially if you think, I mean, I don't know how much of the world is, you know, women. Yeah. But I know we. there's a lot of us. That's, that is like 27,000 of y'all. <laughs> you want a 27,000, That's great. Out of just in general, women in the whole world. If we're talking about United States of America, how many women are in the United States? I don't States know that America? right now offhand, but, but I'll tell you this: it's over a hundred million. Lot, <laughs> a lot of us. So to hear a percentage, yeah. you know, like that, it's it's you know, there's a lot of women in the world. So we we got we got to get out there. We got to get working. That's all. And I know we we are. We're trying, and we're and we're getting up there, and we're holding high positions of power nowadays, and. I'm very impressed to be a woman right now in these times because we are we are making the strides that we need to make. So you are making the strides that you need to make, but you're still not getting paid equal wages. Eighty-one point one, uh, you know, uh, on the dollar. But in construction, though, it's a whopping ninety-nine point one. You're almost even with I, your male counterparts I, I in construction. <laughs> Look at who would have thought the mo you know a, a a job that everybody thinks is sexist and filled with a bunch of misogynists because they're whistling at women on the uh uh. Well, there's still a lot of that going on, but <laughs> but at least they do pay you almost as equal as they do the men. You know, that's a great percentage. I mean, as a woman, I always had my yeah. my um doubts about that. Like, yeah. do I get same the same pay as a male? You do think about that. I do think about that. Okay. but at the same time, I know what I get paid. And I, I respect what I get paid. I feel like that's exactly what I deserve at this time. Okay. And I'm 33 years old. And I'm, I've been in this business for maybe six years now. And I feel like I've made great leaps for someone my age yeah. to just basically come to New York. I, I didn't get to tell you that story, but... I basically well, got here. Now, yeah. I got here to New York off of an email, like a straight email. Like, I graduated from college. I had no money, negative in my bank account, negative. I was like, dude, I gotta do something. The company I was working with before, because I was working with a construction company in Massachusetts, and they were making me offers, saying that they're gonna make me an offer. Uh, we're gonna get you an offer. It's like a promise ring. Pro it's like it never came <laughs> and it was taking so long to come. And yeah. I'm like, what's the, you know, and it was a smaller business, smaller company. And I took the chance. My my cousin, luckily, she's also a strong black female in construction industry. And I was able to reach out to her and ask her for a mentor. I said, hey, you know, can I at least talk to someone like someone I could maybe have on the back burner to, to give me advice on what I should do? Not just family, because family's going to do that for you regardless. But at the end of the day, I can't ask her to get me a job, you know, like I got to make my own way. So she gave me an email for someone. I emailed that person and that person said, 
can you come in for an interview? Like, just that. And she's, she ends up being the very sporadic like that in real life. <laughs> but she asked me if I could come. I said yes. Drove that four hours. Came straight down. Interviewed. Didn't hear back from her for two weeks. But I'm a very, I tell everybody, if you ever go on an interview, follow up. Write that follow-up email. Say the thank you. I loved meeting you. What a, do that because you never know. And I could have not done that. And she forgot about me. But I did it. And she, really? Because they said, teach you in interviews courses to, like, send the follow-up. I'm like, who cares? No, if you don't have me then and there, do I don't care because, about that. Dude, like, uh, yeah, no, talk if, about I it. Haven't, it, yeah. if I hadn't sent that follow-up email, who knows? She could have just moved on to other things, interviewed other people, and it could have just went. And I could have lost that opportunity. But I literally follow, I followed up with her. Wrote her in the email, said, I really loved, loved meeting you. I want to work with you, like, whatever you need. And she emailed me back, can you start on Sunday? Get out of Dodge. And what I started doing was working for her and doing FEMA relief because it was Hurricane Sandy had just happened. Okay. So I started doing, like, home inspections. and. So that's when you started here doing home inspections for FEMA. Yeah, for, so, for, yeah so for the uh, whole... Um, issue with the people on long island that lost their houses or they needed to get their houses raised to be over the water i was going out there doing home inspections and really just like look, working a convention center almost like with all these people working 12 hour days but the money was so good dude i was making like 50 dollars an hour like it you was, can say that out loud you know 50 dollars <laughs> an hour it was the craziest money for coming out you of had no chicken and then you coming back and you're making 50 an hour coming out of college to make $50 And you must an have hour. gone to a good college, though. I mean, you went to school in Boston. There's not wide, There's not a lot of white colleges out no, there. No, no, I did. I went to Wentworth Institute of Technology. Nice. Uh, you know, power to my leopards over there. Um, we, it was a very hands-on education, which I really enjoyed. And I would recommend that, you, you know, university to anybody. And... Um, it was a great learning experience. I, I wasn't the best student. I didn't have the best grades. <laughs> I'll be honest with that. But I had the determination to keep going. And it got me to where I am. So at the end of the day, that's that's all that matters. <laughs> and you were doing good work, man. I mean, it's like, you know, you're getting paid, but you're doing an awesome public service because you're getting helping people get their cribs back. And, yeah, I mean, and that, that was a very interesting and taxing job at the same time because it was very emotional you know at that time to to see that to be in those people's houses and to see the damage you know um we actually didn't we weren't able to maintain that contract um so i ended up having to leave that position and go into estimating which is a different facet of construction what do you do there um estimating is basically when you take you take the job the all the plans of the job and you figure out you have this much square feet of tile, this much square feet of wood floor, this much square feet of drywall, and you put a number to it. And at the end of the day, you say, this project is $30 million. So I was doing that for a while, and I ended up meeting my current employer through my previous employer, and they wanted me, and they took me from <laughs> So they headhunted you. They yeah, said, Yo, she, Christina, got, she got a little fine Join the dark side, you know? It's, it's great that you have a Star Wars t-shirt on. Yeah. yeah. 
so apropos. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, but no, she got a she got a finder's fee from me. Yeah. From you know, basically sending me. Oh, they blessed her with some bread. I'm sure they did. You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, but I ended up coming into their their company and started off as an assistant project manager, and then they saw my worth and they upped me to a project manager, and I've been. That was that was relatively quick, was girl. What you was doing, man? Damn! I was doing a job of someone who was much older than me, and doing it better than he was. God. That gave me his position basically, and he was a super nice guy, but he just didn't have the construction. He didn't have what he needed to have to be yeah. in construction. And that passion, man. They let you him you go. look so passionate about it, man. God, I, I love am, it, man. I am. I, am. I mean, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, I feel like I've really fought to get here. I mean, I've had a lot of personal things in my life that I had to fight through. So, you know, when you t when you reached out to me, I was like, why not? Like, nobody's talking about women in construction that much. So it's like, I mean, people talk about it, but it's I don't know if it's on the forefront as much. And I'm like, uh, people ask me about what I do sometimes. And I give them a brief little spiel about it, but you know they don't get to hear the full capacity. Yeah. Do they even seem interested though when you tell them, "Mama"? Because I mean, the first when you told me, like you know, I don't, you know, obviously, like when we met was like you know at like random locations with OD distractions, <laughs> yeah. you know, or at work where like I'm already miserable because mm. I don't want to be there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah, we were we were so, always. In I our always own... remember them like this girl works with construction. That's fucking interesting. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's usually it usually does become yeah. like a topic of conversation, but it's mm -hmm. a quick one because yeah. we out we in the club or we're at work yeah. or we're drinking whatever. Yeah. So it's like, well, what do you do? Construction? Okay, what is that about? You yeah. give them a brief. Yeah. I wish I would have taken the time to speak more about it with well, you. We're no, doing it now. It, it happened so. now. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Hey, yo, so real. you reached out to me. I was like, ah, a podcast. I'm like, I made. I think I made a joke that I hate my voice or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, listen. I do want to talk about what I do because I do love what I do. And I do love giving people the opportunity to live in better, you know, housing. Because housing in New York City is a big issue. There's a lot of homeless people. There's a lot of people, you know, women who might have been abused or living in shelter. There's a lot of that. And there's so much property and space that we can build up to make housing for these people. There should not be any homeless people in New York City. There shouldn't be. There's like so many buildings. Like how? Like yeah. why? <laughs> you yeah. know? And it and it's cold here. You know, people are on the street. It's it's not a good thing. So, I'm very proud to do the affordable housing thing. Obviously, we are for profit, so it's not like we're non for profit. We are for profit, and it it matters what we make from the deal, but it also matters that we are providing that service and who's funding that though the government it it, it could be a multitude of funders you can have, okay you so know, it could be like private uh loan not private loaners but like people that are just banks private, private banks yeah, banks and um a lot of a lot of um non-for-profit agencies do work with gcs and they get funding from excuse me hpd different government agencies and that funding provides the sources for for them to be able to build these buildings and you know as a gc we're 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 the work we're the you know workforce we do we do it but as de developers we're also providing that space because we we do build our own um our own buildings for seniors and affordable 
housing. Oh, so. that's fantastic. And you know, it's so crazy because we're going to do a, a podcast on seniors. But, you know, I heard a really disconcerting story the other day that there's a lot of seniors that are living on people's couches. And I'm like, man, like with all the long-term managed care uh, uh, programs here in the city, like I don't feel like there should be a senior or a homeless person out here. Like no. this is crazy. And that's the point. It's like, yeah. you know, um, my first project with the company was uh, a senior building. Um, in Mount Vernon. And um, I didn't start that project from the ground up. It was already kind of maybe on the third or fourth floor by the time I got. It was like a 10-story building. Another one gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was an okay project. It okay. had its things. Um, yeah. But um, every project does. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a great project. It was one of our buildings that we owned. So it was, there was more, what you say, like uh, more tenacity to 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 do it right and to follow up and to make sure it's it was done correctly because it's like this this is our baby we we own this this is one of the buildings that we we have on our walls as a we built this building type thing nice. <laughs> so um <laughs> like your platinum plaque yeah 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 <laughs> so you know i was very proud to be in in that project and um it was a it was a nice building it turned out beautiful and a lot of senior people live in that building, and they, they I think they love living there. Hopefully That's fantastic. They <laughs> this must, you must be, feel so rewarded, man. I do. I mean, I feel rewarded anytime I step on, on the field because I always wanted to be in construction. So just stepping on a field to be in construction is just a reward in itself. It's, it's fun every day. Every time I go to the field, it goes like that. Like, I'm in the office. I'm like, damn, why is it not five? Yeah, like, the time takes so slow. But when I'm in the field, it's like, I get there at 9 or 8.30. By the time I look up, it's 1.30. I'm like, how did the time go by so yeah. fast? And it's just because there's so much to look at. There's so much to think about. There's people asking me questions. Is, and, and that's it, your favorite part. I love that part. I would love, if I had it my way, I would be in the field 60% of the time and be in the office 40%. Well, you know what that means. You got to own your own spot <laughs> and you know and talking about ownership uh christina uh the stats are that here we go uh sorry 13 percent of the of the uh construction firms that are out right now are owned by women I believe that. Yeah, yeah you know what that. I'm saying. So, like, you know, and 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 that's you know exponential from in the last five years. I've dealt with a lot of women um, subcontractors, um, women-owned businesses. Um, I think my my flooring, my tile guy, uh, tile woman. <laughs> it's a woman-owned business. Um, yeah, no, we there's a lot of incentives. Yeah. Um, in New York State, there's I, I don't know if it's everywhere, but in New York State, there's something called uh, MWBE, Minority Women Business Enterprise. And you can file for that. And being an, in getting that certification to say you're a woman's business enterprise or you're a minority woman business, you know, for me, I, if I get that credit, I automatically get the chance to, to bid on jobs because they have to give a certain percentage out when you're talking about public, you know, when you get funding from state agencies yeah they have to give a certain percentage out 10 percent wbe you know 15 percent mwbe so if you have a 30 million dollar contract you know a million five or three million is going to a wbe you have to you have to spend a million five or three million dollars on a wbe That's fine. yeah so it's it's 
it's an incentive that they they get so that you know more women businesses more uh minority businesses owners can go out there and have a chance a real shot at 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 building something you know so hopefully one day i'll have my own mwbe you know is that something you've thought about though like owning your own you know firm your own definitely firm i mean even if i just consider myself a consultant you know, okay. You know, I could I could do that now. I could start a business and say I'm a consultant and just have them pay my business instead of paying me. Yeah. I could do it that way. Um, but right now it's working out. The way well, is it, it is. is it your youth? Like do you is it because you're young in this business and you know that you may not want to take those steps? Is that something that's holding you back? Um, do you think? I don't know if that's what's holding me back. I know that sometimes you get comfortable, so you know, I just bought a house, so I'm just like I'm trying to. Eat the house my... must be bomb, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had to move God. in in a rush. Yo, so. for real, whoever marries you got it good. Don't got to worry about none of that stuff. Jesus, well, that's Christmas. true. That's God. true. But um, but the truth of the matter is, the house the, the house gym, has you know? its things. <laughs> <laughs> the house has its things. It has its quirks. It's it's an old house, but hopefully, when I have more money to put towards it i yeah. will well you know you don't want to go hand buying stuff for the crib right away nah nah know, i mean i want to redo goes. the floors the kitchen yeah. i want to redo things in the house yeah. but it's like luckily i have a lot of expertise and i have subcontractors that i can contact mm -hmm. to help me do the work yeah. obviously i have to pay them but yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day I'll give them a nice little bid you nah. <laughs> But at the end of the day, I do have an upper yeah. leg because a yeah. lot of homeowners, they don't know who to contact to, to get bids. They get prices from anybody. Yeah. They could be well, the first Schwab. person they find on Google search. And you know? they could be completely horrible and take yeah. your money. It's happened to my mom tons of times. Like, you know, but at the end of the day, like, I do have that, that upper hand where I can... I can help myself by knowing an electrician, a plumber, you know, and those kind of things. It's, well, I'm definitely glad you came on the podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that's I, another resource. People, you know? people have benefited from my uh, from my um, connections. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Absolutely, that's awesome. Well, uh, you know, Miss Lapierre, we've reached a point in the podcast where it's time to play five words with Angel. Now, on Five Words with Angel Christina, I'm going to say a word, phrase, or a question. You're going to give me the first thought that comes to your head. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Here we go. The first word is hard hat. Uh, safety. Okay. The second word is gravel. <laughs> gravel. <laughs> um, the first thing that comes to my mind is... Uh, I mean, gravel's gravel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, asphalt. All right, cool. <laughs> the third word is blueprints. Blueprints, uh, estimating. <laughs> yeah. Is that annoying? It's not, no. Okay. Because I just, when you say blueprints, it takes me back to the days of okay. my estimating it, oh, days. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I had to be... But I had to be looking at those things very strenuously. So, yes, go ahead. <laughs> Got you. Uh, the fourth word is um, woman in construction. Powerful. Nice. Powerful. And then the last one is a curveball, a little bit of a curveball. Okay. Christina LaPierre. Uh, independent. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And that was five words with Angel People. Now, um, uh, Christina, 
blueprints, man. What's the deal with that? Like, what, like when you're looking at a blueprint, like how are you involved with that? Pro- like, you know, what? How does that help you or, or do your job or like how you know wh- why why are those made? Why is it important to the process? It's. I mean, so it's funny they don't really call them blueprints anymore. The, what are they call the blueprints was the early stages because they used to draw plans on this literal paper that was like like carbon type paper so that's why they called them and the paper was like often like um like a darker color so the print would come out blue so that's that's like that's why they call it blueprints but they're really called like just plans now like we just call them plans um and (laughs) the name god that's not fun (laughs) yeah there's so many albums called blueprint (laughs) yes well it's it's the you know it's still a kind of emphasis about the thing because the the blueprint is the plans to get you to where you need to be gotcha so um but yes i do have to look at plans on a daily basis i'm looking at plans all the time and with architecturals like i have to look at every plan from architectural mechanical electrical even though i'm not i'm not that well versed on mechanical components i still have to know the. i have to understand the the bare minimum of what's involved with you know you have to have a general knowledge general knowledge of what it is so you know um because there's a lot of facets to it so i do review a lot of plans on a daily basis um with architectural plans i mean there there could be a certain way the architect wants the tile floor to lay you know a certain pattern that they they show wow they show they show those kind of details on the drawings usually with notes or you have a lot of meetings in the field and you discuss those kind of things. But the plans are the basis. You can tell from the plans that, okay, you're supposed to have an inlay detail on the tile floor. You know, you wouldn't know that unless say, they have a little sketch on the plans that show you that there's a different tile in the middle. And then on the border, it's one other color. So those kind of things you pick up on, on the, the drawings and the plans. Um, but, um, I mean, it's... I kind of, when you said blueprints, I rolled my eyes because it is very (laughs) tedious and time consuming and a lot of details can be missed because there's so much to read. There's so much to look at. So if you're not really good at plan reading, you know, it's something that go take a class on because if you feel like you don't feel comfortable with understanding what every symbol means or whatever go take a class because it's if you need to do your job right you need to know what are on the plans and it is a lot of information and it takes time that's why it's like oh god this again <laughs> you're like i'm glad i'm past that yeah man. but <laughs> you're the truth of the matter you're yeah. never past it you always really? you're always gonna have to look at plans and there's, there's also a book we call specifications it's like it could be this big and it has every detail of what wow, it's like a bible it's like a bible and if you don't read that thing front and back, which I just recently learned because we going through something, but <laughs> I recently learned uh, that I was supposed to do something as part of the project that we didn't know we had to do, and and, and it was in the specifications. And it's like, oh, you got to do this thing, and I'm like, damn, like I need to read the specs better. Well, I mean, that's good that you still get to learn, though. I Absolutely. mean, you know, I mean, every and day you don't mind practicing what you're doing right now. That's every the day of it. is something else. You learn something new, and that's beautiful. It's challenging. It's challenging, and that's why some days there could be a slow day where there's not a lot going on, but there's still a lot to learn. Reading the specs, like now after my little mishap with this recent thing, 
I'm going to read more specs. Like, I'm going to spend more time going through the specifications. And I'll tell you, the book the book is like this, no joke. Yo, that is thick, man. Damn. <laughs> like, no joke. It's like Moby Dick it's times like, three. It's like, I got to take my highlighter and go through it to make wow. sure that by the end of the job, I'm not missing something that I was supposed to do ahead of time. And that's just laying on your desk somewhere? It's right. I got, I got like an L-shaped desk. So I have my plans. I have a little set of my plans here. And then I, the book is here. And I flip-flop and move them around. I, my desk is chaotic right now. You, oh, my God. It's organized chaos. It's, a, yeah. <laughs> it's organized. If people would look at my desk, they're like, damn, this girl is a mess. <laughs> it is crazy. But how do you keep it all together? I mean, I keep my separate p- piles for for things, but I yeah. like I I usually don't like paper. Like I try to not use paper that much. I do everything okay. on PDF, and like even my if I have to sign something, I sign it on PDF. Yeah, like, I, I don't issues, print yeah. shit out. But other people in my company are still kind of old school, so they print stuff out. And with that, it adds paper, and I I get so busy with other things that I'll put a paper aside, and then this is staying on that file that that top little thing for like i don't know weeks and that paper might have been on my computer already so i don't even look at the paper anymore the paper's on my computer <laughs> and what's that dynamic like right with with the increase in technology and old school values like meshing those two together because you're smack dab 33 so you're you can relate to old schoolers but you got to let them know baby it's time to stop being a dinosaur like, i let's mean get it together my direct boss the guy I work directly under, he is got to be in his 80s, about to be in his 80s. S- super smart guy. I've learned so much from him. But he's super old school. Like, the, the, the he writes his emails with one finger. Like, he's old school. Like, <laughs> and he... Well, he's 80. That's okay. He prints you know? out, like, he you, prints out yeah. his emails and puts them into folders. It's like that. So, it's, <laughs> you know, it's old school. It's a certain way that he does things. Yeah. Super organized. Yeah. Like, his desk is clean. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. His desk is clean. He got folders. Everything is where they're supposed to be. But, you know, he'll give me paper that I just don't need. Like, yeah. I don't need you to print this out to tell me. Forward it in the email. Send yeah. me an email about yeah. it. No. But, so, it's just, with that, it's, that's going to, he's, there's no way to change that. No, no, but he's 80, though. I'm talking about, like, the 50-year-olds, the 40, 50 the fi- demographic, the 30 demographic. Like, don't give me that you 38 talking about you old school, my yeah, man. Like, no, stop no. it, No, bro. some of the people that are in their, you know, late 30s, early 40s, mid 50s, they are a little bit better okay. with the computers and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, certain everybody's going to do stuff their own way. Okay. So I'm going to do stuff different than other people might do stuff. So... Um, for me, I value doing everything on the computer, Dropbox, having files set up. I, like, I don't like to do that much paper, but if you look at my desk, you'd be like, I thought you said you don't like paper. Yeah. Every, I have folders and papers. Probably not even every, coming from you, though, those papers. Uh, most of the time, they're not. <laughs> they're not. But it's like, at the end of the day, the paper is still a pretty dominant thing in the construction industry right now. <laughs> you, you're going to always need paper, so... Invest in paper. Yeah. <laughs> Invest in paper. Dunder Mifflin, baby. You already know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Christina, the unicorn of construction that is blessed as well, her presence as the Angels of Words podcast. We want to, you know, could you give a message out there to the young lady that's like, whoa, I didn't even know construction was that, you know, was that dope? Because, you know, maybe they have a little bit more testosterone than the mm-hmm. average lady. Mm-hmm. 
they want to do something a little bit more physically challenging there's women that are building buildings they're not just me sitting behind a desk like there's women that are picking up tools that are doing trade work yeah and more power to you women because you guys are really uh, you know powerful and the, the only advice i would give to women is you know stand your ground um you know work for what you believe in what you are passionate about and you know keep doing you at the end of the day they're gonna respect you when you show that you can be on the same level as them like end of story like and um just on another note because i feel irresponsible for not putting a brother on because my significant other is big into cryptocurrency. If you ever talk to anybody about cryptocurrency, let me know. Because he's very passionate about it if you ever want to talk to him about it. But um, we're well, very big on crypto. Got you. We'll discuss so that off the air. You know? Talk about it. It's a money maker. <laughs> I and I want my people around me to make money. So Got you. Got you. Well, everyone, that was Miss Christina <laughs> Lafayette dropping knowledge and about to drop some more knowledge. You know, the knowledge doesn't stop here on the Angel of Words podcast. And everyone, don't forget to subscribe. Punch on that notification bell. Follow us on all podcast platforms. Check us out on the web on the website. Grab your merch at www.aowent.com. Donations, if you want to leave one, is at Cash App AOWNYC. Catch me on all my social medias at Angel of Words ENT. And uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye, y'all. Peace. <laughs>